So we assume that everybody has the attention span of a goldfish and don't have time to sit and wait for your website to load. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and branding. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number eight, all about website page speed. This is a really big topic that people start diving into when they start thinking about SEO. <clears throat> website page speed is actually a, um, ind- a ranking factor of SEO, and it can be one of the reasons why your website isn't ranking on Google. If your website page speed is too slow, you're oftentimes going to lose a lot of your visitors, and that can really affect the growth of your business. So before we even dive into the nitty gritties of what you need to know about page speed, how to fix it, how to build websites that have proper page speed, we are going to chat through where to go to measure it. So Google PageSpeed Insights is our favorite place to go to when we are peeking at a website and just want to understand its overall performance when it comes to PageSpeed. So go ahead, Google that, Google PageSpeed Insights. All you need to do is enter in your website, hit enter, and it will go ahead and process your PageSpeed. Uh, Make sure that you look at both mobile and desktop. It does those two separately, and it will tell you how you are performing. This is a very um, useful and fun tool, but I'm also going to warn any people out there that jump into this is that it's very addicting to try and get your page speed to that optimal um, time. So like if you're in the green, obviously you've got a really good page speed and you're doing what you need to do and um, you shouldn't really have to worry about anything. But if you're in that yellow or that red, I believe are the other two Mm -hmm. colors, you're going to want to work on that page speed. So I've been in there for hours trying to figure out page speed for our website when we first launched. So just know that it can be addicting um, and kind of like a little evil game that you're trying to win the entire time. But the goal of page speed is to be less than three seconds on both mobile and desktop. And here are a few reasons why. 40% of consumers will wait no more than three seconds before abandoning a site. So we generally just have to assume that everybody has the attention of a goldfish, the attention span of a goldfish, and they don't have time to sit and wait for your website to load. Pages that load within two seconds have an average bounce rate of 9%, while pages that load in five seconds see their bounce rates skyrocket to 38%. So you go from two seconds to five seconds and your bounce rate just skyrockets. And bounce rate is when People are sitting on your site and then they leave your site because they do not have any more time to waste by waiting for your site to load. So um, it's a very good thing to look at because obviously you want people to stay on your site, to engage with your site, to ultimately do something on your site or to contact you. So watching that bounce rate is critical. Um, And you can peek at your bounce rate in Google Analytics as well. This um, 
is a nice place to look at all those things. Um, but bounce rate is one of those ones that we really like to pay attention to. An optimal bounce rate would be between 26% and 40%. However, this is a very generalized statement uh, based on your industry, so always just keep that in mind. Um, but that's kind of that optimal space to be in is 26% to 40%. And if you don't believe us, just sit here and count to five and pretend you're waiting for a website to load and see how you feel. Because yes, <laughs> yes. it is a long time. Usually we expect like instantaneous results. So um, yeah, I think just the more instant you can deliver your website to your audience, the more likely they're going to stay around and hopefully become converting customers. And I think too, when you do go to a website, if you've ever noticed like you personally, if it takes a while for it to load, you kind of just get cranky that it is taking a while and you assume that your entire experience on that website is going to be kind of clunky like that so you just don't want to deal with it and you're going to go to the next website that is similar to that which could be a competitor and if their website is loading faster then they're going to stay on their platform and their website longer so mm -hmm. just something to keep in mind and going back to that page speed um what was that google page speed, google page speed. Um, when you look at certain pages, let's say you type in your website and it's the homepage, you're going to want to look at every single page. So that's just doing that particular page. So if you want to check your about page or your contact page, you have to copy those URLs and put those in there too. So it's not just your overall entire website that it's going to do. It's going to do it page by page. So just keep that mm -hmm. in mind too. Yeah. And when you're in there, um, you'll notice that mobile compared to desktop is often really hard to rank for. Uh, this is across the board for every single website that you're going to look at. Mobile is always going to have typically a lower percentage. And it's just because mobile processors are just smaller. They're just not as advanced as our desktop processors. I mean, imagine compacting everything you have in your desktop computer onto your phone. It's just going to be harder to optimize your website for mobile. Uh, so there are so many tricks that we're going to walk you through just to show you um, some different things you can do to optimize your website for mobile. But really, it's important to think about mobile first when you're designing a website. Think about what is best for the mobile experience because naturally, that's where a lot of our audience is nowadays. So you can look at this again in Google Anal Analytics. This is one of, we obviously love that tool and we look at a lot of different stuff in there. So one of the things that you can peek at is how much of your audience is viewing your your website on mobile versus desktop. So if you have the newer Google Analytics, which is called GA4, you can view this under the tech column on the left-hand side, and then it'll be tech overview, and it'll show you user by device. So you can see if people are on a tablet, if they're on an iPhone, or just any phone for that matter, or if they're on a desktop screen. And then if you are within Universal Analytics, it will be under the Audience tab, then dive into Mobile, and then it'll show you the overview of what device uh, your audience is living in. So this is a really good thing to keep in mind because if the majority of your audience is on mobile, you need to prioritize fixing your mobile page speed as soon as possible. Otherwise, you're likely going to see a very high bounce rate. So next we're going to kind of dive into the most common spe page speed issues that we see across the board. And the first one of those is not compressing your images. Uh, so if you think about your website and all of the images that you have on there, which is probably a lot, I think it was, is it 50% of your website is images? Is that what? Oh, the weight. Um, yeah, I think it's 20. 
I think it's 20% of your entire website weight is images. Yeah. Which is, that's heavy. It's a lot. Yeah. So if you think about that, a lot of your website is images. So to eliminate as much of that weight as you can, we strongly suggest compressing your images. So we like to use tools like Compress JPEG or Compress PNG or Tiny PNG, um, Tiny Ping, Tiny or Compress Ping. But those are nice platforms to just upload any of your images that you want to put on your site, and then they will compress them for you to the best of their ability. And then you just download those and use those on your website versus using any high res photography or high res art. Um, you know, such as something in a ping format. So this will really help to um, take your page speed and make it much more optimal for your website. We don't want those images and we don't need those images to be high res. This is not the space to post high res images. Think of those as just um, for printing purposes, not for the website. But we also encourage all of our clients or just anybody listening or following along to not sacrifice quality. So obviously your website is a space that is, you know, a portfolio to you as well. So just make sure that when you do compress it, if you're sacrificing quality, you might want to try to compress it not quite as heavily or, um, you know, I wouldn't, again, never suggest high res, but just make sure you're not sacrificing that quality because we still want things to look good um, from a visual perspective on your website too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these platforms are completely free, which is awesome. So it's just a drag and drop and download and your images are compressed. So yeah, it's always giving it that quality check, but they're really good resources to make sure that you can lower the weight of your website. So the second issue that we see a lot is a lot of dynamic content living in websites. And what we mean by dynamic content is content that updates every time you load the page. Things like your Instagram feed, if you have a featured post for the latest um, blog posts or podcast episodes, if you have a map that maybe is dynamically showing people how to make it to your storefront based on their location, anything that is dynamically changing every single time the user loads because it has to either recall and reprocess the information or it has to take in the details like the location of the user. So all of that stuff can take a long time to load. Dynamic content can be really fun, and we by no means say that you need to have none of it. Sometimes you could remove it from mobile to help speed up your page speed when it comes to mobile. However, um, our biggest recommendation when it comes to dynamic content is to keep it below the fold so that your users start seeing the page load at the beginning And then that content can continue to load as they eventually start absorbing more of your web page. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with the below the fold um, phrase, that just means basically they can't see it right away. The very first thing that pops up on your website, um, you know, you have to scroll to see that other content and that would be under the fold essentially is after that first scroll. So then our next um, thing that we see a lot of is using GIFs or heavy video. So we have found that websites do not like GIFs. GIFs are very, very heavy. And as fun as they are, this is just not the space to be using them. Uh, We would urge you to use them in your Instagram or your (laughs) Facebook or places Mm -hmm. like that, but uh, not on your website. So if you have a GIF, there are also free resources out there where you can take that GIF and you convert it to an mp4 mp4 is a much better video um 
uh, what would you say? A video, video uh, type. Type. Yes, file type. <laughs> to have on your website because they um, aren't nearly as heavy. They will carry some weight. So again, there are other things out there where you can, I think there's a compress MP4 um, that's very similar to the compressed JPEG and the compressed ping. So you can find that resource online, drag and drop your video, and then it'll compress your video for you as well. But we strongly urge against GIFs, but you can still use that gift. You just convert it to an MP4 and then take that MP4 and make sure it's compressed as small as it can be. Mm -hmm. So again, just making sure that the content that you have on your site isn't too heavy with things like this. And if you're going to have video on your site, just kind of limiting the amount of video that you do have. Um, unless of course you're like a videographer or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, we had a videographer client that um, we were helping to optimize her website. And this is actually something we use Show It and a lot of our clients use Show It. And the only way to actually use a video in the mobile environment on Show It is to use a GIF. And so a lot of people don't realize that when you're using a GIF, it's just really heavy. If you go ahead and look at the file size of that GIF you're using, it's going to be through the roof um, compared to any other image or video that you have. So for our recommendation was to limit them. Let's not have more than one on a page. But at the end of the day, that is your product. Your product is a video. So you have to showcase it. But let's try and showcase it minimally on mobile and then lead them off platform to like Vimeo or to YouTube or to some other platform where you can showcase your work so that it's not slowing down your page speed. So you kind of have to play that game of like, what is serving my audience, but what is also serving my website and making sure that people are making it all the way through to my website and actually viewing it because ultimately that's a pretty big deal. So, um, and then another thing that we always like to tell our clients is, uh, for image size, we always recommend less than 300 kilobytes is the goal. Um, again, never sacrificing quality, never sacrificing quality over that number, and then for video, our recommendation is always less than one megabyte. So again, shooting for those numbers, making sure the quality still um, is there. But then those are kind of good numbers that we like to shoot for. So the next issue that we commonly see is not considering mobile. So like we just said, mobile is a huge area where your audience is going to be viewing your website. And it's very fun and pretty to design in desktop. And oftentimes we see people design desktop first and then mobile second. It's really easy to want to do that because it's a really beautiful place to play and showcase beautiful design. However, we would challenge you to approach it from a different perspective. Challenge you to look at mobile first and then build out desktop. This gives you the ability to kind of think through some of these page speed issues and how people interact with your website on mobile without trying to force fit things that you're putting into desktop into the mobile environment. Another thing to consider when you are building that out, um, just from a designer perspective, just because I know it is really hard to start mobile first, uh, when in Show It and building our website, I did a kind of hand in hand. So I would start in a section of desktop, but then I would go right over to mobile and I would design that section in mobile. So I would constantly see what that um, looked like back and forth from mobile to 
desktop and I knew what I could eliminate on mobile from, um, you know, a page speed perspective that didn't necessarily need to be there. So if I had a video on my desktop in a certain section, I would just make it an image in mobile because I knew that from a page speed perspective, it would be better for us to have an image on mobile versus a video. So just something to kind of consider too, when you're building both of those out, if it's too hard to start just <laughs> mobile, do them like together hand in hand as you go throughout your pages. So the next most common page speed issue that we see is your media library within your website. So this is a thing that you don't see it, so you kind of don't think it's an issue or has anything to do with your website. So if you have images in your media library or videos or any sort of content in that library that you are not using on your website, it is still pulling through to your website and affecting that page speed. So again, it's one of those things that you just don't think about because you don't see it and you think it's in this library and like kind of tucked to the side and, you know, safely there for when you want that content or those images or those videos, but really that's, that's bogging down your page speed as well. So making sure to go through that media library, deleting any images or folders that you don't need or that you don't have that you're using on your website, because this will help clear up some significant space um, by removing all of those images or videos. Same goes with any content that you have hidden on your website. So if you have entire pages hidden, um, that is still being loaded in the background and it's still there. So hiding pages, just because you might use them in the future is kind of like your storage closet downstairs. Like <laughs> you know that you probably will never use this again, but you just can't seem to get rid of it. So it's kind of doing a good like hoarders cleanup of everything you have going on in your website and getting rid of the things you don't need because this excess stuff can really, uh, create a heavy your page speed overall. So the very last thing that we notice as we're going through um, Google Page Speed Insights. So as you, if you haven't already and you're planning on doing so after this episode, um, take if you haven't already looked at page speed, you'll notice that as you scroll down, there's um, kind of just like a checklist of things you can do to help optimize your page. You can click on each and every one of them and it'll tell you like, here, your images are really heavy. Here's the images that are really heavy. And you can actually click on them and see exactly what images are causing issues for your website. Occasionally, you'll see it say a lot of excess JavaScript is being used here. And for most of us, we are not coders, us included, and we have no idea what that means. Um, typically, what this means is it's all behind the scenes code of how your website template was built. So oftentimes you can't make these updates unless you have someone completely recode your website or you have a completely customized template built for you. So this is one of the things that we're super passionate about and why we started our group coaching course for copywriters and web designers being that there are so many people out there creating website templates nowadays that are not taking into consideration things like website page speed. Every single tiny thing that website template can do, if it can have a fancy gallery, if it can have a button hover that does some fun animation, if there's some crazy other fun am animation built within that template, even if you aren't using it, it's written in the code and it's slowing down your page. So this is an area where you're probably never going to be able to fix everything unless you actually have a developer build you a website that only has code for exactly what you're doing. So um, this is just something to keep in mind 
as you're looking up templates, you can actually take the preview codes of templates and plug them into Google PageSpeed Insights. We actually did this with our website before we published it, we would take the preview codes and plug it in and see what it was looking like before we even finalized and hit publish. So this can be a really good thing to do for some of those templates that you're um, having your eye on just to see how they perform as standalone templates. Because if it's really poor as a standalone template, chances are you're not going to be able to fix it when you get in there to design and make that um, yourself. Mm -hmm. I believe we've even asked, um, we go through show it and I think we've asked their customer service, like what some piece of code means and if we necessarily need it and that they have the best customer service ever. So I'm sure they'll be able to answer anything, but I think we did find out like something, there was some code in our website that we just, we couldn't get rid of. And mm -hmm. so it was one of those things where we just kind of had to deal with it and know that yeah. we were doing everything else to the best of our ability for our page speed, but some things you just can't control. Yeah. Yeah. You can't fix everything. So, um, just definitely something to keep in mind. And another thing, um, to keep in mind is your actual website and business and what you have, what you're offering is. So for product businesses, you typically are going to have a lot more pages and a lot more optimization that you're going to have to do because every single product that you sell has its own page with its own images, with its own content. Um, and that is something that you just have to think through because the heavier the images, the heavier number of pages you have, all of that can also affect your page speed. So we don't want this to overwhelm you. Um, this is something where you can follow these tips. You can optimize your images. You can do all of that moving forward or optimize your top performing pages and your products first and then just start doing it moving forward or slowly optimize as you can go there are plenty of people out there too who can do this for you so that's also something you can have someone help optimize your website for you we do this for a lot of our clients as well um, it can feel overwhelming but sometimes this is just kind of the help that we need to just get off the ground if you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and you will be entered for a chance to win a box of the duo's favorite things. At the end of every month, we will be doing a drawing and the winner will receive a box of goodies. See you next week.